welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and we're going to talk about the Kingdom of Heaven. As we said on the Blog Talk Radio, we uh, have been having a retreat here for the last uh, few days, and uh, we've had people from Australia and uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, South Carolina, Idaho, and uh, we're going to introduce a few of those people that have uh, courageously volunteered to speak to you <laughs> on First Amendment Radio, and we're going to let them talk about their experience or what they feel or what they think is uh, kind of important, and we're going to try to bring them in one at a time. Uh, and uh, we're going to have the guests from... Uh, uh, this retreat, uh, share what they've been feeling, what they've been experiencing, and let you get a feel for some of what is on their hearts and minds, rather than just listen to me through the course of this show. So the first guest we have is from Wisconsin. He's a contact minister up there. He's been, uh, uh, diligent in helping us with uh, some of our recordings. We set up uh, keysofthekingdom.info, which has a lot of our recordings on it. And uh, he's been a great help. Uh, he actually took over the show, I think, once for me uh, uh, back some time ago when I wasn't able to uh, make it. And so uh, I'll just turn it over to uh, Paul Bethke from Wisconsin, and he can tell you what he's been thinking. Morning, Gregory. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak my mind here this morning. Hopefully I can uh, do this with a little bit less nervousness than the time I took over and a little more content. But uh, that aside, I want to start out by saying that to thanking you for all that you'd like. I would, uh, it would be my testimony that I've never met a more spirit-filled man and uh, someone perfect for the task that you're doing. Um, I find it interesting that Gregory does a show from his office or inner sanctum, and as I look around the room, if uh, if the organization here is anything like Brother Gregory thinks, it's, it's pretty impressive to see. <laughs> so, uh, so far at the retreat, we've been having a wonderful time. The weather's been perfect. Um, We've got to meet and fellowship with people from across the country and across the world. Um, been especially excited to meet Mark from Australia, who we'll be talking on here a little bit later. And uh, we've communed a little bit via Skype. And uh, it's, uh, it's just a spirit-filled adventure here, what's going on at this retreat. Well, uh the uh, the interesting thing is, and I've done this, and it's actually been a great relief, this retreat, compared to some. Uh, we've always had good people show up, and uh, we've also had people a little bit lost and a little bit bewildered. And, and then, of course, as you get with any kind of group that's uh, open to the general public, we didn't really advertise this to everybody. Uh, and But if we get more and more of the caliber uh uh, ministerial uh, understanding that we've gotten this time and that I know is also developing with a lot of the other contact ministers across the country uh, who couldn't make it. Uh, I could see this at actually inviting people on a much larger scale uh, to uh, out here to Summer Lake. Uh, there's already talk of me going back to Iowa uh, and South Carolina and possibly other places uh, later on to talk and start doing the same thing that we're doing out here on the West Coast, on the East Coast, and in Central uh, America. Uh, who knows? Uh, I may end up going to Australia one of these days. Uh, but uh, the idea is to get things started on a local area. So I was going to maybe come up with some questions I could ask Paul before we bring in our next guest. Uh, uh, how was your first night in the yurt? <laughs> that sounds like a loaded question. Greg. Uh, we, we were abruptly introduced to the coolness of the Oregon fall when uh, we didn't have a heat source in the in the yurt and there's the R factor of the walls is pretty small so uh, 
home about two or three in the morning. We we discovered through shivering and other means that we should probably check out the nearby building and and start a little fire in the fireplace there just to warm up. Yeah, I I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, you know, I bet you it's pretty cold out there. I wonder if they got good Arctic sleeping bags. I wonder if they are ready for 4,000 feet in high Oregon desert because it it did get a bit chilly. But uh, I thought, well, I hope they know they can go into one of our other retreat buildings. (laughs) And unfortunately, evidently, the spirit moved them, (laughs) if not the cold. And uh, they did go in there and warm up. Well, the next day they uh, pursued uh, with enthusiasm uh, another means, an alternative <laughs> heat source other than their own uh, heart beating in them. And they were able to, uh, uh, with some of the things that we had here, pull out a, a stove. Actually, the stove we used, a wood stove we used on the place when we first came and uh, hooked it up in the yurt and uh, added a great deal of warmth. At least we got to experience ingenuity in trying to problem solve there. Right. And that's that's what the kingdom's all about is working together and solving problems instead of going to those benefactors who exercise authority. I didn't see them there at three in the morning. <laughs> no, no, they weren't gonna come out. Of course now uh uh we we had some other accommodations and that's what we hope to do in the days to come is to create accommodations. Uh, where we can have uh, people come out, but we don't want to weaken the poor. We want people to become involved. And so one of the things, and and we heard it from uh, Rick on the uh, blog talk that uh, uh, last night we had a meal coming up and we had talked about this and everybody bought lots of food. Well, the first day people kind of fixed something here and there and there was sure certainly sharing, but this time uh, they did it in a much more organized fashion, but the organization came from them, came from their own desire to get along and work together. And uh, we had a very late night campfire with a lot of people uh, sticking around because nobody wanted it to end. <laughs> they wanted okay. to keep on going. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, I'm not sure what time. We've got a number of other people going to be coming in, uh, so we'll We'll probably uh, say goodbye to uh, Paul and bring in the next guest. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say, Paul, before you turn this over to the next guy? <laughs> I should probably uh, suffix what I said about our cold night. To uh, We were a little bit vindicated when we found out from others the next day that there was, in fact, frost on the ground, so it's not just being city slickers. Yeah. But <laughs> well, we were fortunate not to be camping in Christmas Valley because their crops froze back to the ground. <laughs> so, so, so much for global warming. That is good. <laughs> Bless everyone. Yeah, but uh, it was an experience, and that's what this is about, and that is experiences are exercised together, and uh, everybody mutually worked together to make better things happen. Uh, we got, we have another guest coming in, uh, uh, which is uh, Hadar from Minnesota. He got to speak a little bit uh, uh, back uh, on the Blog Talk Radio, but uh, we'll let you share uh, or let him share what he uh, feels about the uh, uh, retreat and what he's learning and what he would like to share with you. So we'll just turn it over to Hadar. So, thank you, Brother Gregory. Yeah, it's. Uh, Wow, um, you, you've got people coming in from all over the place. Um, you know, the uh, and, and fellowshipping immediately uh, in so many ways, and not just the people that knew each other and so forth. Um, we've seen people come. You know, I've I've seen Jeff uh, from he. Uh, you know, I've talked with him on the you know times and different occasions and so forth. But uh, now we're able to connect, and you know, and it was a lot of it's a lot like uh, coming home. You get to. Uh, you get to see uh, people that uh, face to face, and uh, and yet uh, it doesn't seem like we're strangers. And I, I know that's clearly just because we're here for uh, you know the same same reasons uh, in a large extent. We're seeking the kingdom and His righteousness. And I, I know there's a lot of people that hear that and say, "Yeah, well, we are too." And but we're, but. For us, we're seeing it, you know, in, in a practical uh, way of living it out. That it's not, uh, it's not some kind of uh, elusive idea that it would be really great. Maybe someday in heaven we'll experience it. But um, we're we're being able to see practical things in a in a tough world. 
and uh, and that people can um, do things contrary to maybe what they've seen, um, that people can um, be depended on to come together willingly to do things. And uh, so we're out here in, in this uh, high desert, and uh, yeah, it is an experience. Uh, I, I didn't realize I could burn <laughs> sunburn so easily. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, you know, it wasn't that warm. It was uh, 70 degrees. It was really nice, and uh, and uh, people are saying, hey, "You're getting red." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's we're 4,000. Uh, this is something we've talked about or touched on before. Is that there are things going on in the sun where you can get burned <laughs> easy, uh, and we warn people that uh, this is hat country. You you and. And of course, I'll, I'll mention that I did get a gift hat from Australia. Oh yeah, it says HHC, and I've already had people coveting that hat. Yes, <laughs> yes you have, <laughs> because it says uh, FEMA on it, HHC FEMA, which is Faith Emergency Management Auxiliary. And by these individuals coming together, we have an expanded auxiliary. We have people now in Minnesota who know people in Minnesota. Of course, we knew people there already, but, uh, you know, we have family there. I, I lived in uh, Minnesota. I met my wife in Minnesota. We have family in Wisconsin, uh, same place as Paul. But now we have an extended family beyond our own relatives that is a part of a greater family. And as that network grows, Oh, we find our treasure in that network, which is the kingdom of people caring about one another. Well, yeah, and, and when as we traveled out here, we got to meet other congregations. Uh, I traveled with Paul, and we got to meet other, you know, people from other congregations, people that are that are seeking after God and, and seeking to connect with other congregations. And, and think about that, uh, you know. How many people belong to a congregation but never connect with other congregations? They may be part of a denomination, and, and they know there's uh, five other churches in the same community that are the same denomination, and they haven't even connected. And, and now we're building a, a network. God is building a network of, uh, of people. So it was really exciting to be able to stop by and see uh, other people um, that uh, not everybody could be here, I, and, and yet I know there's a lot of people reflecting how they they want to, and they are making plans to to come together. And maybe ne next year, um, some people that are come this year may not be able to be back here. That may not be their their purpose, um, but others <laughs> are already you know purposing to do this, and and we keep the flow. <clears throat> and and the reason why this is is necessary. Oh, well, there's probably lots of reasons. One that comes to my mind, uh, Gregory, would be the fact that um, people needed to connect to to make those relationships. You just can't do it off of uh, <laughs> uh, email. email. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're probably going over the mic ability here, but uh, yeah, the it's uh, we we timed that really well because we know we have the experience and we've realized that, and that's why the network is so much more promising. Is that it's not just email? We're not going to just send you another email. We're going to actually have live people, the treasure of the kingdom, on the ground, being able to be of assistance, helping one another, being a part of each other's lives. People have told me. Uh, for years that the church is relationships, but here we have relationships of a, a greater extent and a great, uh, because we reach out not only in our own congregation, which is a real danger to find a nice, comfortable congregation mm -hmm. and not go any farther than that. We're, if you really love your neighbor as much as you love yourself, and, and Hadar and I had this conversation last night, you will love your neighboring congregation as much as your own. And that does not dilute your congregation. It enriches it. it yeah, it strengthens it. Yeah, it was real. It was a really good conversation, and it's a conversation that, that, that's been talked about with other people. We can see how coming together and caring about each other and learning that process, and believe me, it's learning, um, but you can see how that, that strengthened. I mean, just in our travels, knowing that we had many, many locations that if we needed to stop, and it wasn't just needing to stop, people wanted to, to connect. It was need, you know, it's like, uh, uh, we have a, we have a, a schedule. Uh, no, we don't. We have a, we have the schedule as it, as it works out, you know, <laughs> uh, and we wouldn't have missed it for the world, you know, I mean, in that sense. And, um, and it's not just the experience, it's, it's seeing people, they, the people come through Minnesota and, and, and they, uh, need uh, a connection or want a connection 
um, they have it. That's that's an amazing thing that people don't have, and it should be there. There should be this connection. If the body of Christ um, is is universal in that sense, I mean that that Christ has established His church, not not a hundred thousand anything else that are separate, but His church then there should be Christians, there should be brotherhood, there should be sisterhood of, of believers everywhere. And, and how exciting it is to see God uh, really work in that thing, that, 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 that place. Um. Well, uh, it's, it's been great meeting Hadar. I've, I've heard about him. Uh, Richard, who has also gone out to Minneapolis, has had a chance to meet him, but now we actually meet him uh, in person, and that's important. I think we've got some other people about ready to come on, too, and, and I'm looking at the clock. We're not going to have time to get everybody in if we don't start filtering them through this little tiny office. So, uh, there's people out there coordinating this effort. And so with uh, our next guest, I have to introduce this next guest with uh, uh, a particular instrument that I have just received yesterday as a gift to the church. I don't know how that went over on the mic, but that's a didgeridoo from Australia. And we have uh, a real doer from Australia, which is uh, Mark Benucci. They come all the way here, uh, along with a few other of those uh, uh, guys down under, to uh, help us here at the retreat. He's been a great help. We've had him cutting firewood and bucking bales. <laughs> and he's done it done it enthusiastically. So I'm just going to turn the mic over to uh, Mark and see if he can make it all the way to the commercial break. <laughs> so. Well, uh, good morning, everybody. This is Mark from Melbourne in Australia. Uh, I have come a long way. Um, we had a bit of a meeting yesterday and uh, uh, we registered everybody that came and uh, part of the uh, registration was to write down how many how many miles you've come and I, I just put 10,000 plus because uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's somewhere over there. Uh, I, uh, I took four planes to get here, one from Melbourne to Sydney and then a big long 13 hour trip uh, from Sydney to LA and uh, then we went from LA to San Francisco, jumped off the plane again and caught a little uh, cigar tube uh, aeroplane <laughs> from, uh, <clears throat> from San Francisco to, Re to Redmond where uh, we got there at around about midnight and uh, that's where I saw Brother Gregory just standing there, waiting to waiting to pick us up. So he'd uh, he'd travelled a couple of hours to, to come and get us. So um, it's uh, it's kind of full circle. That's probably someone from Australia trying to call through, but we'll, uh, we'll get that later. <laughs> no, somebody will get that in another room. All right, yeah. So um, it's kind of full circle for me here because um, this is the this is really the first uh, place I, I heard about. Um, uh, well, really, the kingdom of God. Um, uh, on this program because I've been seeking the kingdom for a long time and um, you know just talking to a lot of people and and uh, I thought I sort of knew what it was about but I wasn't quite sure and people said that the kingdom was within you and people said that the kingdom is uh, you know happens after you die and I sort of um, went through the ringer a bit there because um, my heart is uh, one that really just wants to seek the kingdom um, so I can do the will of God because uh, for me there's nothing else uh, nothing else um, more important than doing that and um, you know I heard a I heard a few other other speakers on this radio station which which it is a good station and um, but uh, once I heard uh, Gregory talk I, I realized there was something behind um, what was going on here so um, for the last 12 months especially I've been really um, really um, applying myself to learn uh, what, what he's been talking about and and that's the kingdom of God at hand and I'd heard this saying, um, you know, uh, a few times, but nobody really explained it um, the way I heard it here. And um, it really means that the kingdom of God is here and now, and um, it's it's uh, it's really something we can understand and and, um, and act upon. And uh, just I, I looked around where I'm from in, in Melbourne and um, even all over Australia, and there really weren't many people I could find that uh, really had any idea about what that was. So, you know. Um, Seeking the Kingdom takes you places, and it's it's brought me all the way here to to Oregon. I, I never thought I'd uh, visit this place, but um, I, I, you know, but but here here I am. Uh, there's two people that have come with me, John uh, and and Donato, uh, both from Melbourne also. Uh, and I'm sure there's other people in Australia listening to me uh, right now, or, or on the uh, on the archives, because there are a bunch of people over there. Uh, that, that um, they're beginning to understand the kingdom as well, and that's a thing because the kingdom is an international thing. It's it's probably well, it's really a universal thing, but 
it's not just something that happens in America. It's um, you know there are people all over the world now on this network that have um, heard the message and that, that are listening now even, and uh, that are reading the books. And uh, I just encourage everybody to um, really understand what what, what, we're, what we're talking about here because there are so many other messages out there and. Uh, and uh, you know, I've, I've really, you know, in my uh, sincere search, um, believed other people, and I've wasted a lot of time. And um, th this is really the the most real uh, message that I've, I've I've ever heard with regard to the kingdom of God, and what what I need to be doing um, to really enter that kingdom. So uh, <coughs> I'll I'll give them a break. Uh, this. It, it, idea of speaking into a microphone out there into the world <laughs> is, a, is a little bit intimidating. I remember the first time I was on a radio show, I, I actually had to lay down on the floor of the office in order to regain my composure before I started. It's really not that big a deal, uh, but uh, if you're not used to that public speaking, <laughs> it, it can be quite a stress on you. And I know that everybody who's come in here has been a little bit nervous. Paul, uh, did the whole show one time he of course he remembers how nervous he felt but he actually sounded really good <laughs> it's amazing when you hear yourself later how well you've done but uh, uh mark has been very enthusiastic from the beginning and it's kind of a mystery to me you know as to what an individual is feeling and what they're thinking and uh, to have somebody come this great a distance i i know that he you know, what he's feeling is is very deep and and uh, I think we've stirred the imagination of uh, some people. And what we'd really like to see, we've got uh, George in New Zealand. And uh, uh, the the reality is, is that we've been so deceived as to the fullness of this gospel of the kingdom, how it reaches into every aspect of our lives, in our relationships with other people, that we need to... Uh, take a step back and look at all things anew and, and I think Mark was willing to do that I think he was actually yearning for something new that's why he was on First Amendment radio to begin with <laughs> and uh, just stumble across us now the trick is how do we get to all those other uh, people down under and in New Zealand the uh, what are they, the, the Kiwis is that what they call them? <laughs> and uh, uh, get them to come together in the same way that we saw people coming together last night and, and during the last week. So uh, we got a little bit more time to the break. Uh, I'm not sure if we got more people that want to come on. Uh, okay, we got uh, another individual who uh, has come here from Oregon. Uh, thanks a lot, Mark, for uh, coming and uh, saying a few words. You, you, My you pleasure. Say hello to everybody in Australia. <laughs> oh, g'day, George. G'day, Carl, if you're listening. And uh, g'day, Ant and um, Vera and uh, and everybody else out there. Um, uh, there's John out there as well. Um, and there's also John in Adelaide, John in Tasmania and John in Adelaide. So uh, g'day, everybody, and I'll see you when I get home. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mark. Okay. And uh, so now we're going to have another guest who's come here and been very uh, helpful, always willing to uh, jump in and, and do something. Uh, seems to have a pretty good nature. We haven't been able to upset her once, really. Uh, so, but uh, uh, her name is Isa, and uh, she's uh, from way off in Western Oregon. <laughs> but uh, she's uh, been quite a volunteer here, and she wants to say a few things, and I better let it go to her before we go to commercial. I pledge allegiance to the King of Kings and to his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. One holy nation and a heavenly Father, great mercy, justice for all. Gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our nation faces challenges on many fronts and a day doesn't pass without another economist bringing forth warnings of impending economic calamity. There has never been a better time than right now to acquire physical gold and silver. Discount Gold and Silver Trading was founded on the principles of truth and honesty. 
We believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold's directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. If you read the history, the most often asked question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or... War of Federal Aggression. John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Past Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free, or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. Hi, Nicholas here. I used to lug those big jugs to the market to fill with water from those coin-operated filter machines. 25 cents a gallon or 5 gallons for a buck. I used to. Then I got the big Berkey. Now I save my back and hundreds of dollars too. I was paying $600 for the same 3,000 gallons of water that a pair of black Berkey filters will provide from my own tap for only $99. This means that your Berkey water system will entirely pay for itself with only 1,500 gallons of use. And then you will still have 1,500 gallons left before you need to replace the filters. Do the math. Stop throwing your money away on bottled water and filter dispensers that may or may not be delivering as promised. For a limited time, First Amendment Radio is offering 10% off on the most popular Berkey water systems. Visit the shopping page at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call us at 559-781-3773 for more information. Leave your name and address and we'll send you this special offer. Do it now. First Amendment Radio is an authorized distributor of Berkey products. We're back, but we don't know how much I actually said. <laughs> we got cut off a little bit, but everything was recorded. So we've All got right. Um, what Paul said to the Corinthians, that we should all agree with one another so that there would be no divisions among us and that we may be perfectly united in mind and thought. And, and I, I'm sure my other brothers have said it, but the only way to do that is to get together. And we're out here. It is beautiful beautiful landscape last night we had a feast where everybody came together and shared with shared what they had and we actually had a massive amount of food i think we'll be fine until next wednesday if we wanted to stay that long but it was the coming together and the cooking and the talking with each other that you you can't duplicate listening to the radio so again amazing experience there's no distraction. There's no cell phones, computers. Some of you may be quaking in your boots at that thought, but believe me, you won't miss it because you'll have brothers and sisters within an arm's reach away to chat about whatever, somebody that you'll have something in common with, guaranteed, and people you don't that you'll just be thrilled to meet. So I just want to tell you that I came. This one was a short trip. It was only four and a half hours. Um, well worth it. And I, I just hope to see as many more people as can come and who are willing to come. Let, I'll just finish with this. If you want to come, Father will make the way for you to come. Unless there's a good reason that he needs you to stay there, if your heart is to come, share that with him, and you will come. So, uh, Well, one of the things he's talking about coming and stuff like that, we're, we're probably going to have a retreat next year. We hope to be having it on the new church property and uh, expanding the facilities a lot more except a larger and larger inflow of people each time and and as we get people that get their feet wet in the kingdom those people will help us deal with larger and larger numbers one one guy gets spread a little bit thin 
uh, trying to talk to uh, everybody. Fortunately, we've had a lot of help from the family. Everybody's, my, uh, we actually have a, a funeral here in the local community that's overlapping the retreat. My wife's been working away at that. We have over 200 people coming to that this afternoon. So, uh, as a matter of fact, she's holding off running the mixer till the end of the radio program. So, but anyway, we we really appreciate it, Easter. She's been a great delight to come here. Uh, uh, she certainly isn't any kind of a stick in the mud, uh, so she's been a lot of fun. But anyway, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, we uh, some of the people that their wives couldn't come because they're all holding down the fort back at uh, uh, whatever. Uh, and uh, we want to make this a family event, and that requires a lot of planning. And someone who is as efficient as uh, Issa will probably help us plan the next retreat. And we'll have lots more uh, spaces. And we really should be having two or three of these retreats a year for the different sense. different feasts that would normally have. The feasts that we had in the Bible, they're not just rituals. They right. actually have a purpose. And I think a lot of people experience that purpose here. And I hope to enrich that experience in the future. Feast of Tabernacles is going on. Yeah, Feast of Booze, Feast of Tabernacle, yeah. Fall Feast. goes by a lot of different names, but it's got one purpose, and that's people coming together. Amen. Okay, so thanks a lot, Issa, and we're going to have one more guest, I think, uh, on the show, uh, uh, which will be Jeff from South Carolina, and uh, Jeff's he's kind of a timid guy. I've been trying to get him to come out of his shell for a long time and see if he could actually speak to the public. Uh, actually, that's a complete lie. Because uh, Jeff, we've decided to buy him the shirt that says sarcasm, and it's just uh, one of the services I provide. But uh, Jeff's an experienced uh, minister. He's done a lot of talking. He's very, very uh, enthusiastic uh, uh, about the kingdom, uh, about Christ, and about the message of Christ. And I'll probably have to uh, uh, hold him back uh, on <laughs> this radio show. <laughs> But anyway, he said, we, we actually get along pretty good. We're really very different individuals. Uh, that's one of the beautiful, beautiful things about the kingdom is that we're not all the same. We don't, we don't wear a uniform. We don't wear the same cap. Uh, he's probably been covered in my cap, too, but he hasn't said it anyway. But uh, uh, the fact is, is that we're a variety. We're an interesting lot. Uh, and you can imagine what the apostles were like, you know, fishermen and, and scholars and what have you. Uh, but yet somehow or other they came together and fit together and made a body that actually did some good in the world, and that's what we hope to. Amen. So without any further ado, I'll let you uh, uh, hear from Jeffrey, uh, contact minister and minister of a congregation record in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Well, greetings in the name of Yeshua, and I wanted to go ahead and send greetings to to you from um, good old South Carolina. Uh, my wife is over there. If she's listening to this show, I want to give my greetings and also all the folks that are in that region. We're really enjoying ourselves. Uh, the Father is really, really being glorified. And one thing that uh, I want to start out with here is it is so important to come together. And that's, that's the beauty of this for me is to actually put faces to the people I've emailed and, and the phone calls that we've had. And it's so neat to actually put a face to these uh, these voices and the folks that we've been actually collaborating for, in some cases, uh, probably even uh, close to a year. So that really is a blessing. We're having a great time here. Um, it's, been a, it's been a long but a, a very fruitful journey. We actually uh, landed in san jose california and drove up here to oregon and we just did a lot of different stops uh, preaching the kingdom and i wanted to share this real quick as a precursor that uh there's been a lot of pastors that i've been talking to on this journey that their ears are kind of perking up there there's a there's something stirring that the the waters are stirring here and they're very very interested in what we have to offer but uh, our responsibility is to continue to um bring the lights, um, you know, bring revelation, and allow Holy Spirit to do what He is doing. Because, uh, see, we're, we're simply um, a tool in His hand, and He's looking for tools to be willing to be a voice of righteousness, a voice of truth, ambassadors of freedom, and uh, to send us forth. There's a lot of people who are hungry. But what came to my heart this morning when I came here was, um, is Romans 12. 
and uh, what's it all about and what's what's the point what's the purpose of why we're gathering this of life and the, and the purpose of this whole thing and it's very interesting Paul talks about um, he talks about being a living sacrifice I want to read a little bit this of this from Romans 12 and verse 1 says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God and this is how I feel in my heart for you I beseech you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and that acceptable and perfect will of God and this really popped out at me this morning as I uh, was kind of stirring up and just seeking the Lord because we really have to be these I believe these living sacrifice because it's a sacrifice but when you're connected with Holy Spirit and your brethren um, the body of Christ it's like the oil that helps you continue going uh, you know walking this journey because uh, we we know it's a narrow road you know read Matthew 5 through 7 about the Beatitudes to uh, this the instruction of Christ on the, on the Mount on the Sermon on the Mount and he goes into about the narrow way um, what's so beautiful after 26 years of, of uh, walking this journey, um, I really didn't go after the Lord. He actually came after me as a young man. I'm so grateful. Love uh, overtook me, and uh, and I'm so grateful for Father's love. But here's the deal. Um, a lot of us have been raised in religion. A lot of us, a lot of us have been raised in just, uh, just a, really a lot of delusion, and we're sincerely trying to find our way because what's happening is we know the world's not the solution. Um, and then we get get plugged into the I call it the religious machine, um, or if we want to go to Revelation 17, we talk about the uh, the the whore riding the beast, if you will. And uh, so you have this option: you have either the political machine or the religious machine. So what's the alternative? And so we're taught to express what is very sincere to us and sacred to us in these boxes. And it's so beautiful meeting Brother Gregory and um, and just some other folks. And hey, wait a second, there's something there's something other than the boxes that we've been taught all these years that we could actually plug into. But it is a narrow road, and it does take us being a living sacrifice. It does take us, as it says here in verse two, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And these are some of the um, wonderful things I've been experiencing here is I'm not the only one that is burning on the inside. It's so beautiful being among other people that are impassioned and desirous of the purity of God. And how do you express yourself in purity and in holiness and in righteousness because we're not supposed to be conformed to this world so that is really the burning desire of my heart how do we really express ourselves in the kingdom um really what is the kingdom it's about a king it's about the king's dominion and we really cannot express our our you know our lives in the kingdom at hand until we understand the kingdom wants to dominate the inside of you he wants to dominate the inside of me. It's his dominion. And so wherever he has dominion, wherever he takes rule, that's where he is. That's where he reigns. And so this journey is very, very interesting because it's twofold. It's a kingdom that's within and a kingdom at hand. But I've, like a two-winged eagle, we must have that balance. Because if we're a one-winged eagle, um, we'll just go ahead and flop around in, in circles. So um, it's the kingdom within and the kingdom at hand. So what I'm so so excited about here, um, this this retreat, is actually seeing people eyeball to eyeball and seeing the passion, seeing the desire, the longing to really express themselves outside of this box, outside of what's been uh, given to us. And uh, and so I wish you guys were here. I mean, we're all we're all having a good time, and uh, you're, but uh, there's always opportunities. Uh, in the future here, but uh, there's one thing, even though I traveled, you know, close to 3,000 miles, I just kind of do a little rabbit trail here. I um, was not able to be here. <laughs> and I remember talking to Gregory, but I but I had desire. 
and, uh, and it's so interesting because that desire, um, and I did, I put some effort into it. You know, I prayed about this thing, and, and I kind of poked around, you know, because I, I, had to, I had to leave my, my wife behind taking care of the ranch. But, uh, but I had desire, and that desire actually manifested to someone, you know, coming over to me and saying, hey, Jeff, uh, I really want to uh, support you and get you a plane ticket. And that's a blessing. So the Lord could do wonderful things like that for you. So if you express desire before the Lord, you know, the Bible says in Psalms 37, it talks about delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He also says that if you commit your ways to the Lord, trust also in him, um, he shall bring it to pass. And that's what I believe is happening here. The Lord brought me here because I wanted to meet Brother Gregory again and see him face to face and, and all, all the other contact ministers and and just uh, in firsthand experience um, and, and, and collaborate and communicate about what their passion is and what makes them tick. And what the beautiful thing is here at this retreat is uh, there's a common sound. There's a distinct sound and uh, a drumbeat, if you will. And the drumbeat is, is really this uh, thing where we're talking about liberty. And like um, I'm constantly hearing it, you know, um, one way or the other, you know, from you know, people from, you know, a sort of a patriot perspective uh, to ones who've been at it maybe a little bit longer and discovering that that is actually a, really a catapult um, to kingdom living. It's not about, it's not about our loyalty and, um, and our devotion to really um, a nation we call here America. It's really about loyalty, devotion, and federation to the king of glory. And uh, but that liberty has been a, a resounding cry, and because people are looking for it, I believe uh, even you out there, the listening audience, um, there's a cry deep inside of us. What? I mean, how how are we liberated? How do we live our lives without other men telling us what to do? But here's the trick: if we go off just the renegade and uh, and, and lawless and just anarchy. That's not the solution, you know, throwing off all the external, you know, constraints. Um, it really is about being governed by Holy Spirit and governed by the precepts and the principles and the law of our creator. And so that is what I've discovered over the years, what real liberty is, that right, that power to choose, that uh, all the days of my life, what is that choice? I want to choose the Messiah. I want to choose to love him and to burn with great zeal and passion for him all the days of my life. And here's the second part of that is I desire for you to burn and to desire him with every fiber of your being. Because this kingdom's not about us, you know, per se, as far as individually. It's about us collectively. And I love what Brother Gregory says just uh, over the years. He's, he's he, as he's kind of giving me gentle rebukes, he says, and other people that I hear him talking to, he says, that it's not about pursuing our own liberty or pursuing our own freedom. What are we doing for others' freedom and liberty? Because I really believe there's a spiritual dynamic that uh, just makes us tick. If we're about others, we're others-minded, there's something in a supernatural realm that kind of aligns because the eternal nature of God, one friend of mine said, humbled himself um, to even be a man and, and, and even to die on a cross. And he expects us, and this is the kingdom within, to bear that same nature. And the wonderful thing is it's not us trying to uh, obtain that nature. Um, what I'm learning, and as I've talked to Gregory um, extensively about this word um, striving, um, it's also found in the same place when it talks about fight, the good fight of faith. There's a fighting, there's a contending. And yes, that is true. But really, as I've been thinking about this, most of our contending is really in yielding, surrendering our lives to him, and giving up all these things that says here, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that is the real um, I think that, that that's where the rubber meets the road, if you will. Because I believe with all of my heart, if we can get that down, 
a life that surrenders, a life that yields to the admonition of Father and walks in the Spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, we will be others-minded. And so that would be a gauge, if you will, like on your automobile, uh, the check engine light. The check engine light is this in our lives. What are we doing for others? Are we really about helping our neighbor? Are we really about our neighbor's liberty and freedom, um, even as ministers, more than ourselves? And, uh, and as far as people who call themselves Christians, call themselves seekers of the kingdom, um, at least equal to ourselves. And so that's some of the things that are burning in my heart. And I want to I want to give one more scripture at the latter part of Romans. It just didn't talk about being not conformed to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. It talks about, in verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy or dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. And that's what we're experiencing here in the camp. The Lord has given us practice to show forth brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. This is this wonderful and fantastic instruction from uh, Paul the Apostle. And here's something that's really important, I think, with all of us at the kingdom dynamic. Not slothful in business. <laughs> Fervent in spirit. So those who are full of zeal and passion... It's all right to be fervent. The Father loves it. And so uh, there's no shame to our game. Amen. The word says be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. One preacher told me a long time ago, he says, you know what? I'd much rather take wildfire than no fire at all. So amen. If there's some fervency, I'll take some of that wildfire. It's a blessing. And it says right here, it says, in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing the needs of saints, giving to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them, weep with them that do weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Mind not high things. It's that arrogant thing. It's also one thing about the kingdom. It's not full of pride and arrogancy. It won't work. It will, it will, it will literally sabotage the flow of the entire community. This is a kingdom that can function and operate only by humility. I'm thoroughly convinced of that. And so we cannot be high-minded, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, and this is only something we do by being ruled by Holy Spirit, avenge not yourselves. I tell you, we always want to get into this... Uh, you know, the, the, this mode that someone offends me or does me dirty. I just want to go ahead and take that up. But the word says this, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. And uh, and therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he, if he thirst, give him drink. If in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. This is kingdom. I mean, if we are not spirit-led, we cannot, that, that list I just talked about, those beautiful attributes, if we're not walking in the spirit, walking in humility, we'll not be able to taste this. I don't know about you folks, but I want it to be more than philosophy. I want it to be more than a concept. I am burning on the inside. And I know, Brother Greg, it's like we are burning on the inside. I'm talking to men and women here at this retreat. They are burning on the inside to see the reality of, of what we just read here to be exercised in the communities of tens, hundreds, and thousands. I mean, we're seeing the kingdom in faith, and we're seeing a glimpse here and there. But here's a situation. The kingdom can only function and operate if we 
join together. We're not here for a spectator sport. We're here for full participation. So my challenge and my exhortation to you is participate. You have something to give. You have something to offer. Just release your heart before God and watch the impact that you could bring to not only the community you live in right there, but beyond that. And then Gregory says things like, it's not a matter of what we're doing in our own little congregations. What are we doing to help other congregations? Again, it comes back to the theme of being others-minded. And so I want to encourage you that you have something to give. You have something to contribute. All of us do. Let let not fear bind us or, or, or intimidation, but step out in faith. Believe the Lord to see you unlocked and maximized in a way that impacts others. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, and I, again, I bring greetings to the folks there in the Carolina group. We love you tremendously. Wish you were here. And uh, we'll go ahead and turn it back over to Gregory for the last uh, few minutes here. Okay. Well, like I said, he's, he's kind of shy, but he's coming out of his shell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's Jeffrey, and uh, uh, he, he has been a great help here. He's got a pretty good disposition. We can hardly upset the guy, uh, but I, I think I can come up with something that will probably irritate him. But right after the Help show, Lord. <laughs> well, right after the show, we're going to uh, take a trip out to the other uh, property that the church has been uh, having an option to purchase for some time, and uh, hopefully with uh, uh, the help of the Lord, we'll make that happen. And uh, we're going to cancel talk show today for anybody who normally turns it in. But uh, we'll be back next week uh, uh, with Keys of the Kingdom, and uh, we'll be sharing everything we can get with you. Uh, until then, God bless, and may peace be with you. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.